the VCA Voice podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Marie Curl. Our goal with the VCA Voice is to showcase how VCA Animal Hospitals is taking care of the future of veterinary medicine. We'll bring our purpose to life through meaningful conversations about care, our culture, and the communities we serve. On today's episode of the VCA Voice podcast, I'm pleased to welcome Dr. Michelle Chin. Dr. Chin is an emergency doctor and intern director at VCA Emergency Animal Hospital and Referral Center in San Diego, California. The VCA Emergency Animal Hospital and Referral Center is sometimes called VCA EAHRC, or more commonly known as Hotel Circle, given its location in San Diego. Welcome, Michelle. It's great to have you here. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm honored. Well, I'm excited to hear all about the life of an emergency veterinarian, and it's been a long career as an ER doctor for you, which is a little unusual. So why don't we jump right in and get started with some questions? To start off with, tell me about your journey in veterinary medicine and where VCA entered into that. Of course. um, Like most, I brought home all the strays and the injured wildlife. And so my mom sent me to high school in a parking lot. Imagine that. It was a (laughs) North Hollywood High School has a zoo magnet, which is actually in the parking lot of the LA Zoo. So we were able to do block classes, like class actually up inside the zoo and do a lot of animal behavior and biological sciences. So that's kind of started me on my path. I attended this uh, with a BS in zoology and then vet school there as well. I was, um, and then I matched with my first choice in internship, which was Hotel Circle. That program sounds amazing. Do you know if it still exists? It does. I actually, yeah, I actually looked it up last night. It does actually still exist. I am hoping that they are a little bit more modernized. We had like bungalows in the parking lot. So maybe they actually have real structures. I'll have to go back and visit. So you joined Hotel Circle as an intern and have you just stayed there since then? Yeah, um, we have been in that building since 1972. So it was the first emergency hospital in San Diego. So when I started my internship, it was not a VCA. We were acquired uh, halfway through. Um, It's opened up so many opportunities. I did, after my internship, I went to Los Angeles for a very short time and just at um, TLC in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. as well as TLC. And, um, and then I got the phone call. Do you want to come back to San Diego? It was hard, difficult, you know, <laughs> San Diego, beautiful weather. Yeah, I'm there. So, <laughs> it wasn't much long after and I've been there ever since. Yeah, it's a, it's San Diego is a very popular place even now for people looking for positions. So how was the decision to become an emergency doctor? And you've stayed as an emergency doctor for your whole career. So tell me about why you made that decision and what a work schedule looks like for an emergency doctor. Yeah, I originally thought I wanted to do practice uh, to be a GP and then maybe I want to be a surgeon. And then during my internship, I was able to explore all those different opportunities. uh, And I just really love emergency medicine, you kind of get a little taste of all the specialties in this controlled chaos. Um, I I love it. And you never know what's coming next. You don't have appointments. You just never know what's going to be thrown at you. So have a pericardial and um, you can have a diabetic crisis. You know, you get a little bit all over again. So yeah, it's been 22 years now. Wow. And I still love it. <laughs> so I've heard to be that the people who are drawn to emergency are actually adrenaline junkies. Is that true? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I met your family recently, actually your daughter, and she was delightful. Tell me about raising a family and being a full-time emergency doctor. Yeah, I'm very proud of them both. And Christian's a second year in college and he plays basketball up in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And my daughter is on varsity dance and cheer and basketball. So yeah, it is a full plate. So you definitely, to say the least, you have to consciously prioritize everything. It's kind of like triaging. So I think being a a parent and an ER doctor are one and the same. You just have to triage and do what's most important first. And have you been able with your work colleagues to work out a schedule that would allow you to be able to participate in your son and daughter's activities during the last 22 years? Yes, um, we have a really good family at our hospital. So we all help each other out for birthdays, for holidays. Um, We switch around. So yeah, luckily I have been able to do that. Oh, excellent. I understand at your hospital, there has been a pretty low turnover in your emergency team over time. Why do you think that is when that seems to be a problem in other emergency hospitals across the country? I think because we are that family, many of us are former interns, we love what we do, and we do have a good amount of flexibility in the schedule. We've all been there so long. I think one of our ER doctors, she was the first intern class, which was 1997. Wow. And she's still there. So I, I think that you can't leave family. some of the great things about practicing emergency and also some of the hard parts? Well, there's always something new, like we talked about, something different every day. You never know what's going to come in. One of my favorite stories is when the fire department brings in this cast iron sink with a doxy stuck in the drain. So the doxy decided he wanted to go get some treat at the bottom and they had to cut the sink out and bring the dog in. So it's always something. That's crazy. I've never heard, uh, well, I've owned dachshunds, so it doesn't surprise me, but I would never (laughs) believe that something like that would happen. Oh, it's highly entertaining. Um, But, you know, owners are just very grateful and comforted that someone's there at two o'clock in the morning to help them through whatever crisis they have. Mm -hmm. Just like in human medicine, we do have very difficult times. We just had a police canine come in a few weeks ago that was DOA after a shooting um, in the line of duty. So, You know, those are always very emotional and everyone involved did their best to save him. But sometimes we don't have the best outcomes. Yeah. How important is the team in your hospital, both the animal care team and the upfront staff? Do you have any shout outs for anybody in particular? Oh, a shout out to the whole team, as we (laughs) talked about. Our family is amazing. Um, We all help each other out. There are times where I'm answering phones when the front desk staff is busy There are times we're all cross-trained, so the front staff comes back to help us care for animals. So it's pretty amazing, especially when it's late at night. There's only, you know, so many people in the hospital, but we get it all done. We all go above and beyond to do what's best for our patients and ensure their comfort. Our staff is amazing at identifying even the most minute changes and notifying us so we can just provide the best care for them. So I am blessed and so thankful to have such a great team. Yeah, that aspect of nursing care, I think, is what a lot of clients don't understand. And the veterinarians, you know, the responsibility is to examine and diagnose and treat. And really having that 
great quality nursing staff with credential veterinary technicians and assistants who are laser focused on the patient and how they're doing is invaluable. Mm -hmm. And having the front staff who is comforting the clients as we try to care for the patients in emergent times is also invaluable. I must say I've done every job in the hospital from kennel aid to veterinarian to intern director. And being a CSR is one of the hardest jobs there is. You have all different kinds of clients and different emotions going on. And they are amazing at helping us get everything done. Now, since most of the patients that you see have a primary care veterinarian, what is that intersection in providing care and being a team member with the primary care veterinarian who has the lifelong experience with that pet? How do you work through those? Yeah, we are very blessed as well. Our area primary care doctors provide such excellent medicine. They are able to pinpoint and recognize disease early and in their preventative care process. We have a lot of longevity, part of which is probably because we're in San Diego. (laughs) So we know our community veterinarians pretty well. And so usually it's like only a text away. Many of them are actually our former interns. Oh, wow. So they just text us, hey, this is what's going on. Can you help us out? Of course. And it, it makes it seamless and it helps us to provide the best care for our patients. Now, during COVID, everything got really, really busy in veterinary medicine. How did you and your team weather that storm? Yes, it did get extremely busy and we had a good complement of veterinarians. We are fully staffed, so that allowed us to see a lot of patients. Unfortunately, our wait times were a bit longer, but we were able to finally figure out the best way to help patients. Instead of having clients wait in their cars, we would, you know, just give them phone numbers and, you know, ways to contact us and allow them to go home, especially if their patient wasn't critical. Sometimes the wait times were very long, but luckily we got everything taken care of and were able to get the patients cared for. And it it was stressful, but we survived. Where emergency, I realize, is never normal. Have you heard you back to a more, I'll say, a reasonable cadence of cases? It, it is becoming a lot more reasonable. And we are able to see with the opening of urgent cares, we mm-hmm. are able to actually send some of the cases to urgent care, which do not necessarily need uh, emergent care. And there was recently a VCA urgent care hospital that opened in your area, as I recall, in the last couple of weeks. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe Mira Mesa opened recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that has definitely helped. And, you know, it, it goes both ways when they see cases that need further care, they're able to transfer those cases to us. We realize when a pet has an ear infection or something that is not life-threatening, it's still, you know, they're in discomfort. You know, they have a urinary tract infection, but we aren't always able to accommodate that depending on our load and critical cases. So, mm-hmm. you know, urgent cares have been invaluable to this process and have fulfilled the, that niche that was so necessary. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm really happy to hear that. Do you have any favorite patients? Anyone that stands out to you? Oh, there's, there's other than so the dachshund many. in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> there's been so many over the years. I think our critical care patients, um, the ones that are with us for a few weeks are the ones we tend to fall in love with. Mm -hmm. We've had a couple 
burn victims that have been there for a while. Um, The most recent critical care one was another doxy. Imagine that with bradycardia. His bradycardia was so severe, a few of his organs actually were starting to get upset. So he ended up with pancreatitis and diabetes and acute kidney injury, but he was just the best patient the whole time, never complained about anything. We had to put a temporary pacer in and ask him not to move, which was not very easy, (laughs) but he survived and he ended up going home. Yep. It's not easy to ask a dachshund to not move. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've had four of them over time and they're absolutely wonderful little dogs. And if there's trouble to be found, they'll find it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so emergency work is very stressful. What are some of the ways to de-stress to make the position manageable and be engaged in it for an entire career as you have? I think a lot of what we do as a team is we tend to debrief after our shifts or at the end of our shifts, what went well what we can do better, anything that was, you know, bothering us. Sometimes we even go to breakfast at 7 a.m. right mm-hmm. after our shift. And uh, it, it is good that we can all talk to each other. Even as you're driving home, you'll think about something and you just send that text. So I think communication is huge. And laughter in the middle of the chaos. <laughs> we kind of have to laugh while we do it and smile while we do it and just get it all done. How can clients best prepare for the possibility of an emergency visit, given that visits are always going to be unpredictable? Oh, yes. Uh, I think being an educated pet owner can help prevent some emergencies like lily toxicity grapes. Um, You know, sometimes we have clients that accidentally, unknowingly give their pets human medication. So education is key. And of course, pet insurance. Uh, I have it for my own pets. You never know. Mm -hmm. And just having an action plan. As I tell my daughter, rule number one, stay calm. Don't panic. So, and, you know, have your ER phone numbers programmed into your phone and we can help walk you through things. change topics just a little bit because I've also interacted with you in your role as an intern director, which thank you very much for that service. I really appreciate it. I love doing it. It is so much fun. (laughs) So what exactly is a rotating internship in veterinary medicine? It is an experience. It's actually a really wonderful experience. It's one year after graduation from veterinary school that allows veterinarians to rotate through different specialties. Mm -hmm. Every internship is different. They provide different specialties, different lengths of rotations, but it allows for veterinarians to have a mentored clinical training. For some are seeking to do uh, residencies or advanced training, and some are just seeking to gain more confidence and experience. So I think it allows exposure to the real world while having that excellent mentorship to kind of guide you through and build your confidence and just get exposure of a variety of cases and obtain those technical skills. It prepared me for the real world. I would hazard, I guess, it's not just technical skills in that most people that complete internships are recently graduated veterinarians, and this may be their first job after many, many years of being in school. Getting that workplace experience is very important as well. 
Yes, that our, our veterinary schools do a great job at training us and providing us with all the information necessary. I think the internship is kind of like that bridge to guide you on how to use it because usually it's all up there. We're just too afraid or not confident enough to let it all out. So I think, you know, having someone to help guide you and getting that real world experience is super important. And providing a safety net as well. Yes. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Don't all veterinary graduates complete an internship like you would if you were graduating from medical school for people? Unlike our colleagues in the human field, internships are not required for us to practice, but those that want that additional training and want that additional mentorship and guidance, or some choose to seek a different path and do specializing, you know, it's necessary if you want to specialize. But it was definitely the path for me that helped to shape my career. Mm -hmm. Um, It allows you to kind of visit all the different specialties, be involved with it, see what really resonates with you. And and, and I think it helps guide your path in the future. Are internships just for brand new graduates? Or if you've been out practicing for a little bit, can you jump back in to do an internship? Definitely. We just had a few of our recent uh, internship graduates that were able to come from private practice. We had one that came from Banfield. He was practicing with Banfield for a few years and decided he wanted to be a cardiologist, Uh which was during COVID. And I I told him at that time, it's not an ideal time to to do a residency (laughs) because, you know, programs were having some difficulties Uh at that time. Uh, But he did it. He did his rotating internship with us. um, And it shows a lot of dedication because it is a salary decrease going from private practice to an internship. Uh But he was dedicated. He did it. He did a cardiology rotation with us. And thanks to you and his wonderful (laughs) skills, he is now in his residency. So yeah, any veterinarian can do it. And it does say a lot about a person to come back from private practice to do a rotating internship. That was a little bit of a loaded question because that was my experience as well that I practiced for a couple of years. And it was frustrating to me to not know the answers to things is, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, there's just things you learn and you get in school and stuff that you can't just by the nature of a veterinary education. Mm-hmm. And it was a wonderful experience to go back for an internship after having that experience to understand what it was I was looking for to get out of it as well. So there's lots and lots of differences in how rotating internships are put together. So what are some unique aspects of your program? I think one of the most unique aspects with us, we have a staff doctor there 24 hours a day. Not Uh all practices have that. And I think that's what drew me to this practice for my internship. It's one thing to pick up the phone and call someone. It's another thing to actually have someone there with you. And that allows for our interns to be confident, but we also don't want them to attach themselves to that. So we have to create some independence by the end, which actually works out really well. By the end of the internship, they're seeing their own cases. (laughs) They're ready to go. Not even there. They are. They're ready to go. Uh We also have um, cardiology seven days a week, which is very different Uh than most hospitals. And so we are able to get a lot of referrals through the ER department 
We see a lot of cardiology cases and we are happy to have them there. And we all seem to work really well together, as we talked about. Mm -hmm. Just like with that uh, doxy I was referring to, the internal medicine department, as well as cardio and ER, ECC, we all work together to help that patient. And that is a very unique thing about our hospital, about how close we are and how we're able to help patients in that way. That makes such a rich patient care environment to really focus on what the patient needs and have all of the experts in each area to know that. So in your program, what are the regular rotations that interns get? And are there any elective rotations based upon their interest? So they rotate through internal medicine, oncology, cardiology, surgery, and emergency critical care, Mm -hmm. in which they do both inpatient and receiving care, which are two very different things. Right. And yes, they have an elective period, which is about four weeks. Um, We allow them to choose whatever they want. We've had interns go to Thailand. We've had, you know, (laughs) interns do you know, a week in neurology and, you know, week here, week there, everyone has their own goals and their own paths. So we just help them to try to provide the best experience for them and enrich their veterinary career. Well, I know that you've had a very strong program for a long time. So I know that whatever you're doing is working. And I've also heard that internships are very difficult. They don't pay very well and they don't provide any quality of life. Is that true? Well, we actually value our program and giving quality of life because it is important. I think internships are difficult, but it is well worth it. I, I am so blessed that I'm with the VCA family and thank you for helping us lead the charge on increasing intern salaries because I think that's a big decision-making factor, mm-hmm. especially with new grads that have some loans and debt load. It was unprecedented the amount that we were able to offer them in salaries. And I think that decreases their stress level, the financial stress, and allows them to focus on learning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So internships are difficult. You know, many times there's long hours, but ask any of our former interns, even myself, we would not ever change a thing. You've learned so much. So where do your interns go after they finish their program and do they all become specialists? Oh, the beauty of veterinary medicine, as we know, is they can go all different directions. We have one doing a PhD at Stanford right now. Wow. Former intern at SeaWorld and Shedd Aquarium at UC Davis in internal medicine. They're kind of all over. I would say about 40% do general practice. Mm -hmm. We have about 40% that do specialty. We have quite a lot that like to go into zoo med for some reason. It is the new trend. Um, If you've ever seen the zoo on Animal Planet, Dr. Rivas is on there. She is is a zoo vet and does a great job. I watched one episode where she was a venomous snake. I think it was a rattlesnake. Wow. Had a fungal disease and they were putting it in a tube and and giving it medication. I don't know. They're braver than I. <laughs> I don't necessarily know that that's a, that's a new trend because that was, that was my start in veterinary medicine. I oh, just really? think that it, I, yeah, I think that it's very difficult career to go into long-term, both from a finding jobs perspective and also what are the opportunities for training. I also think that we have lots of room in many of our practices to provide better and more consistent care to species other than dogs and cats. So that's an underutilized area. It is. I agree completely. 
So your interns gain experience working with exotic pets and not just dogs and cats. Is that right? We see a little bit of everything. We get Mm -hmm. the wildlife that come in. We can have anything from possums, raccoons, seabirds. Uh, We had a seagull, of course, with the hook stuck in its mouth just uh, last week. And, you know, Uh we take the hook out and then we're like, so can we let it go outside? (laughs) 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 So, yeah, and especially in San Diego, we do have, you know, quite a few pet owners with rabbits, chinchillas and snakes. And we are one of the only hospitals that will see them in the middle of the night. So, yes, it is definitely a niche in our interns. Some interns love it and some interns are a little, you know, afraid, (laughs) but... Uh, we we have great staff that help us all through it. What brings you the most joy in your role as a clinical educator? Just watching the interns just gain confidence daily. I've seen quite a few blocked cats in my career. Mm-hmm. They see a blocked cat and their enthusiasm and excitement, and they're just so grateful that you're there just mentoring them through it. And there's there's nothing like watching and being a part of that. Oh, I completely, completely agree. I found that clinical teaching actually kept me young and excited about those things that become routine over time and as a as even as an emergency doctor. Mm-hmm. And you're able to see things through their eyes. Yes. What about that overlap period between the interns that are leaving and the new ones coming in? Describe that to me. Yes, the new ones coming in always mentioned to me, I, I can't believe how confident, you know, the graduating interns are. I, I want to be like that. And I was like, yeah, in about 10 months, you'll be right there. And <laughs> it is quite a transition because it's hard to see sometimes when you're in it. But you, if you take a step back and you think about how they were at the beginning of the internship and, and where they've come and how far they've come, it is very satisfying. You said that your hospital had been in its original building, I think, since 1979. And I understand that there's a new building on the horizon. How's that project going? There is a new building on the horizon, a little slower than we anticipated Mm -hmm. with the city permitting, but it is exciting and kind of scary. You know, we've been there for a long time, but it is coming along. And I think next year we will be in the new building and have the ability to have more specialties and offer uh, more to our clients. So it's exciting. So Michelle, it has been absolutely wonderful to speak with you today. Thank you so much for your time and for your passion around training interns and for emergency medicine. Can you give me any words of advice about those who might be considering a career as an emergency veterinarian or those who teach? Yes, come spend time with us in the ER. It is uh, <laughs> it it is fun. It is interesting. You will never get bored. I think that important things to remember, rule number one, don't panic. And <laughs> yes. and it is about improvising sometimes and we always make it work. And and this is what I say, we'll make it happen. We always do. We'll figure it out. And that is kind of our motto. Teaching, as you know, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like seeing the joy on someone's face once they complete a task or they've mastered a skill and you're able to mentor them through it. But I think if you try it, you'll be hooked. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you again so much for being here and for your time. Thank you for having me.
Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing. Don't forget to leave a review to let us know your thoughts and share the episode with friends. Follow VCA Animal Hospitals on social media at LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. For more inspiring stories, visit our website at vcavoice.com.